0: Hey there, I'm Sarita and you're about to experience the modern approach to well-being where you get to establish the best and most important relationship you will ever have, the one with yourself. I'm on a mission to help you declutter energy and reclaim your power so you can be a magnet to what you desire. If you're looking for the optimal blend of mindset and healing, you're in the right place. My goal in this podcast is to share tools, resources, and practices that will help you along your healing journey. I'm so excited to be here with you today, so welcome to Back to Here with Sarita. Let's get started. Hello, beautiful soul. I'm so glad that you're here with me again for another episode with your host Sarita for Back to Here with Sarita. We have a wonderful self-embrace story again today and I'm so excited about these episodes because I get to connect with some amazing women and get to hear their journeys around self-love, healing, and coming home to themselves. And today I have a beautiful guest, Nikki Gall. Nikki is a fashion model turned present day owner and operator of of five companies. She's also a digital artist. Public speaker and mental health advocate Nikki, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to connect with you and to share your amazing story.
1: Thanks for having me. This is an
0: honor just to be here,
1: and I'm just really excited. So thank you.
0: Yay! Amazing. So we connected just moments ago, and you were kind of telling me a little bit about, um, you know, your journey. And I would love for you to, you know, share a little bit more. You have an eclectic past and a lot of things that you're really involved in. And I love it. And you were saying, like, the primary focus is really to, like, um, you know, highlight stories of women, which I absolutely love because we're on the same page when it comes to that. Yes. Um, but just to kind of turn back um, time a little bit, I would just love to hear about, uh, like I mentioned, this. these episodes are about coming home to yourself, self-love and all the things. And I know you have an amazing story. I would just love for you to just kind of step back in time and sort of tell us about kind of how you came to be where you are right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All these questions. So So, um, my name is Mimi Ghaj, you said. Um, I am a
0: 25-year-old
1: former model. I still model here and there in present day. And I am the owner and operator of five companies, including a nonprofit. So I'm pretty busy. I have my hands pretty full over here. (laughs) Um, But Um, hey, you know, I I enjoy every minute of it. It's it's just everything to me. But um, I started my professional career as a model when I was 15 years old. So rewind it back to 10 years ago. Um, Crazy time for me. Um, And so I had a lot of pivoting in my life. Um, When I was younger, I always wanted to be an artist. And I always wanted to be a model. And I always just had huge dreams growing up of accomplishing them both and accomplishing whatever I put my mind to. So a lot of soul searching from a young age and deciding, okay, well, what am I going to do? Um, so again, I started modeling when I was 15 years old and it just kind of came to me by surprise. I got scouted when I was very young. I believe I was about 12 when I first got scouted. I went to an open casting and got rejected because I was too young. I thought I was older than I was. Um, so then it was just kind of always in the back of my mind. I never really thought too hard on modeling, but then again, another scout um, came up to me when I was about 15 and said, hey, you know, do you wanna do this? And of course I was like, right now's my time. Heck yes, I'm gonna do it. So I kind of just carved my way, uh, my professional way initially in the modeling industry. And it was just, it was very cool. I met a lot of talented individuals, a lot of creatives that I hold dear to my heart to this day. Um, but I felt very limited over time within that industry. It was a great industry. I will always be grateful for what the fashion industry provided me and the opportunities that are held within that industry um, for myself. Um, but it just wasn't exactly what I wanted, and it wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. And I started to become very uninspired, and that's a very scary term. <laughs> uninspired is a very, yes. very scary term. So um, that was me. I was uh, about. 20, 19, 20 years old when I left the modeling industry. And that was a very heartbreaking moment for me because I loved it. I adored it. Um, I adored so many professionals that I met, but it just wasn't really my thing anymore. So I had to dig up my roots and replant myself as a woman and really decide, okay, what's the next step from here? What am I going to do? So then the entrepreneurial bug bit me and I thought to myself, okay, love it. Um, <laughs> what am I going to do now? (laughs) Um, I started with one company and it just kind of branched off into more and more and more. Um, and I've always practiced limitless creative freedom. I, I think it's very important as women to really practice that never limit ourselves and never limit our ideas and our feelings and our emotions and what come to us. Um, it's very, very, very important, especially nowadays. And then on top of that, I own and operate a nonprofit um, which has been such a beautiful experience for me. and I've learned so much and I mean I keep you know growing and learning and, and learning about other people learning about myself. Um, but it's it's just been a really big or in a nutshell, I can say, I went from becoming very uninspired to making myself inspired again and starting from the ground up and you know just following my dreams.
0: I love that I, you said something so beautiful. The limitless creative freedom. I, I felt that really deeply when you said that because that's just something that I don't believe that we're really taught at a really young age. I mean, we're we're taught. I mean, we're as children, we are. Um, you know, we want to be creative, and we are. Uh, I guess uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like. Um, promoted to be creative as like young children but somehow we really lose touch with that when we get into like kind of after we exit school I think school allows us a lot of creativity and then when we kind of get into like adulthood there's this uh, detachment from like the childlike self of being create like creative and like the act of being limitless in that and especially as you said as women we have this um, tendency to not want to, um, we feel like we have to be very regimented. Like, I don't know about you, but I was taught very young. It's like, you get a career, like you pursue that career, you like stick to that career and you, you do the things and then you get, you know, you get a significant other and then you get a house together and then you have children. It's just like this very regimented lifestyle. And, um, I feel like that could be, part of you know part of the reason people get very uninspired in that way because we're not we don't we don't get cultivated that's the word I was looking for we don't cultivate that um that freedom that ability to be creative as much as adults and um my question to you is like how did you kind of really tap into that um feeling because i it's like it could be a mentality but then it's also like with us women it's like something that's cultivated within this inspiration like how did you kind of um tap into that resource that you already had in you um but just bringing it out forth
1: yeah yeah again uh, recent yes. question. question um, um well, well when you're, not, you're happy, not happy you know you're not happy <laughs> yeah, <we'll laughs> that. exactly. and that's how i felt i knew that i was limiting myself and when you feel limited you're not yourself and you feel very um, just kind of like Like, everybody else is doing their thing and you're just kind of staying put. And that's kind of how I felt. I was in that industry, modeling industry, for about um, six years before I left. Um, It was part of my life, huge part of my life. I identified with that. But I I learned to unidentify with that industry um, for the sake of my well-being. I think a lot of people people when they go into a profession, they think that their profession defines them. And that's not true. We define ourselves. So, yes. so it's a fine line between that, but it did take a lot of self-navigation, a lot of self-love and a lot of just self-appreciation of, okay, let's take a few steps back. Let's zoom out a little bit and see where my life can go and where I can take it. So essentially it is really about, uh, you know, that need, not much needs soul searching and journaling as well. I remember writing in journals and thinking to myself, okay, what am I going to do? Um, and what's the best fit for me? I think again, a lot of us are kind of—I won't say inspired, but we take from other people in a way of, okay, we get very, you know, influenced. You know, if someone says, "Oh, you're going to be so good at this," automatically we're going to say, "Maybe I would," but maybe that's not really what you want to do. So it's really just getting back into your own head and really thinking, okay, but what do I want versus what other people want for me or what other people expect of me? There's a lot of expectations out there. There's a lot of standards out there. There's a lot of people pleasing out there, especially in a woman's realm.
0: My goodness, yes,
1: I disagree with that very much. So, and that's another thing that I advocate for, and I spread awareness on. Um, You know, we are the drivers of our own life. We are the only ones that should be in the driver's seat. No one else. Um, We can have people that support us and uh, look out for us, and you know, are always in our corner. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it's it's going to be us. so that's kind of what I did. I, I navigated that very um, you know, it took me a few years to really figure it out. Uh, six years, five, six years. I was young. I was about again, I was about 18, 19, 20 around there. So um it was it was a lot to kind of navigate because it all kind of came at me all at once. Um, but you know, that's how things kind of end up. When you know, you know, you know, you gotta move on, you gotta move on.
0: Yes. I love that. And I love that you brought the element of journaling in. To the picture and bringing that forth as part of your process. That's something that I speak heavily on within uh, with my clients and within these podcast episodes. Is the importance of reflecting and um, how the pen and paper is such a, a somatic practice. It really is like a way of like releasing and a non-judgmental way to be able to find out like what's actually in the head. I know so many people that don't journal and it's just like, oh, it's such a stress relief for me to be able to just put pen to paper and to just see, you know, just explore like what's inside, because it just brings out so much more clarity in what it is that we're thinking. And when we are in like a lot of thinking, like in our heads, because again, we're trained, you know, from early on, like be in your head, be in your head and not as much in your heart and your body. And it's a, it's a way to really get a lot more clarity and to see like, oh, is that exactly what I was feeling and thinking?
1: Yeah. And you can look back on it as well. Jour- journaling is um, such a blessing. You can look back on experiences and say, well, wow, look, how look how far I've come, far, come or what do I need do to work on? You know, we're always working on ourselves and we're always reinventing ourselves as women. And I think a lot of women, branching off of what you just said, a lot of women are afraid of reinvention they're afraid of their own creation. They are afraid of, okay, what are people going to think? What am I going to think? think? And how am I going to navigate this process? But it's not something that really we should be afraid of or shy away from. It's more something that we should accept wholeheartedly and, you know, take it for what it is and embrace the experience.
0: I agree. I fully agree. I'm going to venture and say a little bit farther that there's a lot of people out there really scared of their power. And so therefore they kind of stay in these situations, you know, like you were explaining, like in the modeling industry and being like, okay, I'm really not happy. And like, what is it that I can create? What is it that I can branch off? Me, for example, I was in a nine to five corporate job for over like a decade and it really did not lighten me up. And it was like, I knew, we have this calling inside where I I, like, I knew like I was meant for more. I knew that I was meant to impact. I knew I was meant to like do something greater than just, you know, report to something that, yeah, at the time I was very, very good at. uh, But also it just didn't, it just wasn't feeding my soul in the way that I wanted it to. And so there was this innate fear of like, what does that even look like? You know? And I love how you're explaining how it's just like, and it, Sometimes it takes time. It's not, it's trial and error, figuring it out. It doesn't matter if it takes, you know, a year, five, six, 10 years, like exploring the possibilities. And I absolutely love that.
1: You can't beat yourself up for you it. Up you for it. cannot you it. beat yourself up for it. You know, I, I think a lot of women too, they, they beat themselves up and they get very hard on themselves. They get very down on themselves. And, and it becomes this vicious, vicious cycle of not only imposter syndrome, but just, just a confidence, a confidence problem. problem and a self a problem problem. And um, I've witnessed that within many of my friends and people that I know. And I always say to them, you know, it starts from within. It starts from you. Um, You know, if you know, again, like if you're unhappy or you're not where you need to be, that's okay. Just like what you said, it's trial and error. And things will fall into place the way that they are supposed to fall into place. Just got to trust the process and be patient. I think so many people expect, well, it'll come to me. It'll come to me when it's ready. ready. Um, Yes and no. I think sometimes in life you have to go go after what you want want and be ambitious and embrace that ambitious side of you. Um, um, But it's the way way that that the energy energy and the nature of it will come back to you, if that makes sense. So so it's a lot of just just
0: push and pull,
1: pull, 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 you know, and again, the whole see what happens.
0: Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I wanted to ask you a little bit more about the mental health um advocacy because that is something I opened up about myself back in the episode in I believe May was mental health awareness month. And it was amazing. I number one, I just want to say that I'm so grateful that we live in a time where we can have these conversations. I'm um little bit older than you are. (laughs) And so I grew up in a different time. And there was um, just the belief that it was like taboo, we don't talk about these things. We don't, um, we don't, uh, these are not conversations that are comfortable. And in having more conversations around mental health and being aware of things, people are becoming, uh, it's still uncomfortable for a lot of people. But we have navigated the uncomfortableness and have it become more mainstream that we can actually have these conversations now. And I'm so grateful that we we live in a time where resources are prevalent and um, that we are able to, uh, people have more resource availability, you know, to tap into um, getting a therapist and like having conversations and all the things programs and things like that that are more accessible for people so very excited that we can have these conversations um and so for you because that was uh you know a handful of years back and maybe something that wasn't really like talked about in like your industry and you noticed it was something that was um that was affecting you know yourself and other people when like in starting having conversations and dialogues of something that wasn't maybe so talked about, like just in general, like navigating kind of a new uh, way of thinking, like how was that experience for you? And like what was the feedback that you got from people and all the things, like just kind of breaking the barriers of talking about something?
1: Yeah. Um, I just think what you said, mental health is a topic that, again, is even in this day and age, uh, it was even that way back in the 90s, 80s, you know, years prior to that. Mental health has always been a taboo topic. It's always been something that people get very touchy about and they don't and they know don't how to navigate it. They don't know which way to go. They don't know which direction. And, and that's a problem. We should feel comfortable about our own mental health and about speaking about our own mental health to other people. Um, It's what makes us us. So So, essentially, I saw so much going on in my industry uh, as a fashion model. People were just not being themselves. They weren't being who they are. They felt very trapped, very confined. Um, And that was a prominent situation in my eyes. Um, There was a lot of Identity problems, there's a lot of body dysmorphia going on, there were eating disorders, there were things that were contributing to mental health and vice versa. So I witnessed a lot of that, many of that. And that's when I said to myself, okay, this is not okay. And I really want to speak up and change a little bit and really look more towards being comfortable with these conversations and feeling comfortable with being candid and feeling comfortable with being raw. So the effect of my nonprofit, um, I launched in 2021. Um, it's called Raw Talk. That was something that was just calling my name. I've always wanted to own and operate a nonprofit. Never thought I ever would, because it's a it's a pretty big situation, owning a nonprofit. It's not easy. Um, I will uh, say that. It's worth yep. it 100%, but it's not easy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but just hearing the feedback and, and hearing people really tell me, you help me get through this. You help me navigate a bad situation I'm in. You help me feel heard. You help me feel comfortable with myself and my skin. That's what matters the most to me because I am really helping women navigate themselves and come to terms with themselves in a comfortable environment and on a comfortable platform. There's a lot of platforms out there on social media that are great, but there are some that aren't so great. And so I really wanted to create, again, a safe, comfortable platform where women can, again, feel like themselves and feel heard and feel not defined by a word or defined by a disorder, but defined by themselves. And um, it's very, very, very powerful, especially in this day and age. Um, I interviewed roughly about 200 women within the over the past two years, women of all different backgrounds, races, um, sexuality, Um occupation um, you know just who they are and it's funny because i think on a broad level most people would think oh wow all these women are very different they all come from different places over the world they're you know they all have different backgrounds but one thing that thing i took is all of these the women same. are so similar yes. because they're all interconnected and it's looking at everybody from you know perspective you would never assume that um but after listening to their stories and hearing their voice and hearing their soul through their voice, it was it was a aha moment for me. And I said, wow, you know, this is this is good. This is good. So over the years, over the past two years, Road Talk has really become a diary for for women to um again you know, just speak on their own terms, be themselves, and you know, spread the word and spread awareness about mental health and the importance of mental health.
0: I love that. I absolutely love that. And what you were saying about, you know, hearing the, their soul through their voice and the similarities. We were just talking about that before we got on this, you know, podcast episode where it's, we are all navigating like the same life and we have, all of us have these complex layers, but when we kind of strip that down, you know, and I love also, you said like not being defined by, the uh, diagnosis or like by a word specifically that's so amazing because sometimes we get caught up in these words that define us and then we put put ourselves in a box and I had a conversation with a friend the other day where I was like um where I was telling them like, oh, I'm feeling like I'm being put in a box. This person is like telling me like I have to be this way and this. And she looked at me and she said, no, Sarita, like you're putting yourself in a box. You realize that, right? They're not doing it. You are. Like you are actually subscribing to their belief that you need to be like this way. You're conforming. So you're basically putting yourself in that box. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. Like I get to be whoever it is I want to be, I don't need to subscribe to a label or a diagnosis or any of the things. And, and so it's empowering to realize that we are all navigating this life so similarly in the way that we're expressing and feeling very similar emotions. And yet we have so many different complex experiences. And I love how uh, you saw this like parallel with all these women that are experiencing these, these things, um, you know, in the, in the mental health space, in different scenarios, but also like having the same emotions and feelings.
1: It's incredible. And I look at it from, again, uh, from much respect. And, 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 you know, you look back and you say, wow, you know, these women are, again, so interconnected. Um, and I think in society, there's the bitch label. There's the caddy label that is often yes. placed on women. And especially ambitious and motivated women. Um, And sometimes women don't necessarily get along with one another. But But that has been so heavily pronounced in our society of women being bitchy towards each other. Women being catty towards each other. When in reality, again, why are we defining ourselves by a label? Why can't we break out of that and say... You know, no. Um, it's really about again, just like what I said as an example. But it's really about breaking labels um, and kind of breaking out of what society expects us to be as well. Um, you know, for decades and decades, I feel like we may, I mean, at some at one time, we weren't even allowed to vote. <laughs> so that's something to kind of you know stand on as far as how far we've come and how far we've you know progressed. Um, but it's important to again, just really own our our motivation and and own our determination as women and and what we want for ourselves. Um, Again, you know, throwing back, you know, the bitch label, an ambitious woman is often considered a bitch and aggressive and abrasive and, you know, this and that. And, um, but, you know, if it was a man, it wouldn't necessarily go that way. So exactly. To kind of break that as women and form together, we're more together than apart, and that's something that some are still learning.
0: <laughs> but yeah.
1: but it's not it's it, it's okay, and it that's what makes it all the worthwhile to advocate for and understand, have other people understand.
0: Yes, I fully agree. And when we come together, I've personally led uh, women's circles before, and when we come together, the power that we have together is just, it can move mountains. It really can. So yeah. I truly believe, yes, when we, when we relay these stories to each other and we see the commonalities, like we're conversing about this topic. And I know that there's a listener out there that'll be like, Oh my God, like I feel the same thing. Like I have experienced the same thing as Nikki or as Sarita. It's like, it, it gives um, permission to them to, to, Feel and to know that their story is okay, and perhaps it might give them the sense of empowerment to share their story as well. And so, the more stories we share, just like you're doing with your nonprofit, which is amazing, the more stories we share, the more empowered we feel, the more collectively we feel connected, and then we get to, um, you know, move mountains together. So, I absolutely love that.
1: That's the that's the women best power, women right, power right,
0: there. right there. That's girl power. <laughs> yes, it is. It sure is. That's amazing. I wanted to take a little shift and, um, kind of ask more about you and like present day, um, running five companies. Um, so amazing. And I, my hat is off to you with like all the things that you have your hands in modeling and, and all the things and being a public speaker and, and just being an advocate. So what are some things, um, Nikki does like in private that, are around the self love and self care and giving yourself the fuel, so you can show up in those spaces. So you can show up to talk about, like you know, the mental health and and to, and and advocate. Like, what are some of the things you do for yourself to pour into your like vessel? Absolutely, I get this
1: question a lot. And burnout is a real thing. <laughs> it's a real yes. thing. Creative burnout, any kind of burnout, it's a real thing. Um, oftentimes we under we underestimate that that word burnout.
0: Um, oh, it'll never oh, happen. Never,
1: oh, it's oh, fine. It's, oh, I'll get over oh, it. It's a serious thing, and and it can it can get you. It can get you when you're least expecting it. Expecting it. Um, um, I still, I like to I call, like it the, call it the burnout bug. I still use that term. I say, oh, I'm gonna get the burnout bug. I'm gonna get the burnout bug because it's almost like a sickness. It takes over your body, and you're just kind of numb. So, with myself being an entrepreneur, owning five companies, on top of that, I like, operate a nonprofit. Um, burnout is right around the corner always. So to take care of that, to really get myself back where I need to be, um, I do take some time out for myself. I love yoga. Yoga has been such a therapeutic and spiritual journey for me. There's nothing out there really like it. There's such a deep connection with your body, your soul and movement. And I take great appreciation that I don't take it for granted. And that's always kind of been my, my cure, my medicine, if you will, for curing burn- burnouts and, and curing really my stress or whatever. Um, and, and animal power. Um, I, I have a lovely dog. He's a Siberian Husky. His name's Rex. And he keeps mm. me going so much. I don't know what I would do without him. So, you know, if a pet really has helped me. Um, but also just being in tune with myself. I still journal um, when I have time. Um, I love just, you know, listening to music, old 90s. I love 90s music, and I'll just put that on love when it. I do my skincare. <laughs> I'll put a bit of college face mask on. I'll just be vibing out, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, to Lenny crowds or something. But, but it's it, it's really – it's at your level. You know, self-care is really at your own level and at your own pace. Um, we're very much influenced by social media and all these, you know, advertisements and everything in your face all the time. You're scrolling and you see five advertisements for skincare, five advertisements for this – and it's not so much about what other people are doing, but it's what, what you want to do for yourself. And I kind of had to disassociate that for a while because I would see so many advertisements and you know, my friends will be you know, doing all these things that I never really had a huge interest in, um, but I tried and I wasn't really connecting with it. So as far as self-care, so um, it's important to really just put yourself first and be unapologetic with it. If you want to take a two hour long bath, take a two hour long bath. You know, okay. <laughs> If you want to do yoga for a couple of hours to decompress, do it. If you want to listen to some music to get your mind back in your zone, do it. Listen to a podcast in your car. I mean, there's so many ways to, you know, regain that power and ground yourself. And I've been doing that for as long as I can remember. I mean, gosh, I've been doing self-care. I call it self-care rituals because essentially that's what it is uh, for about 10 years okay. now. So it's, it's been great. Yeah. But I always say, you know, go, go at your own pace and don't be afraid to try something new. And if you don't like it, that's okay. Try something else.
0: Yes, I love that. That's something I've spoken into, and I really, really love how you highlighted that. It's like creating a routine or something that's supportive to you because what may support you may not necessarily support the other person, right? And so we do get bombarded with a lot around the self-care, self-care self-love, care, self both of those like hashtag, like such buzzwords, right? And it's we've gotten so detached of like what it actually is And I even did like a little webinar, a couple, uh, I think it was like last year where I said specifically how, um, and I did a podcast episode actually around this where I said how self love and self care has actually become a very commercialized like word. And it's basically taken us so far away from what it is that we are, what the intention is behind it, which is to give yourself the time and the energy to reboot the battery, to fill up the vessel, fill up your cup, you know? And with the commercialization of all the things you were just saying, like the skincares and like, you know, whatever it is that you see online, um, it does get us not only detached, but it gets us believing that these things are actually going to make us feel better. When in reality, like it's you, it's the intention behind like what it is that you're doing, like uh, if it's the bath or the journaling or playing with your pet or like, you know, going to do yoga or eating like a really super healthy meal. Like it's all about the intention behind it and not necessarily what, you know, the intention of the company that you're like purchasing the product from or whatever. Um, It's all about like, you know, the energy that you bring to it. So I love how you said that because, Um, it's, it's, uh, it is a very commercialized aspect and we get to create it. Uh, and it is, like you said, like trial and error. My thing is what worked for me, like around five plus years ago, doesn't necessarily work for me now because like the person that I am, like I've become a more, evolved person. And the dynamic I was in five years ago, I had, I see heather had their kids involved and there was just a lot of different things. So it was like my approach was different. Whereas now, like I have a lot more room and freedom to be able to kind of create what it is. And so I know that will carry me into my next chapter, whatever that looks like. And I get to create something new, like the next time, you know, and kind of take what worked, what didn't work. So I love how you really highlighted that
1: self-care is great you have to really take a few steps back and just really fully understand it and understand yourself with it you know It's, it's a it's a big thing and I think everybody should do it everybody
0: yes yes it's definitely imperative for any type of well-being right not just the mental health but like well-being like bodily well-being and all the things yes um also, too, I wanted to uh, touch base around, um, I love your artistic, kind of going back to the um, artistic freedom that you were talking about earlier, um, along with, like, doing, you know, the companies, you also are an artist, and I was seeing some of your artwork. That's beautiful. you. Yeah. Was that part of your kind of self-discovery, like, your way of, like, it is a sort way of self-expression. That's why I love about anything artistic and anything like that is creative. And also like, um, how did you kind of get into that aspect? Was that part of the journey of discovering yourself and and learning how to like become the woman that is more outwardly, you know, expressing themselves?
1: Yeah, I've been an artist since since I was two years 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 old, old, coloring on the floor at my parents' house (laughs) diverse. <laughs> so <How> cute! <laughs> it's always been within me. It's always been my thing. Um, it really has helped me throughout the years, self-discover, you know, and, and not only self-discover, but, you know, along with self-discovery, but it's, it's also helped me mentally, just again, ground me and keep me back to my roots. Um, so yeah, I mean, creative freedom, I value very highly in my life and I encourage others to value it as well. Um, because it is so, such a beautiful journey and, um, it is so one of a kind. There's nothing really out there like it. Creative expression as well. Um, that is, again, something that I I use as a tool in my life because I never want to feel, again, boxed in. So when I express myself through my artwork, that's very, very important that I don't feel boxed in. So it's very important, again, that I express myself. Um, Throughout the years, again, I have launched a lot of um, campaigns um, pertaining to mental health through my art. And I've done so many, you know, just artwork, you know, things, series, and galleries, you know. And I've I, you know, done so much, you know, within the past three, four years, ever since I've been company. And for me, my art has not only guided me, but I wish for it to guide other people. And you can make fabulous art. There's so many beautiful, talented, amazing artists out there, um, and I appreciate every single one of them. But with my own work, I want to create a message, a solid message, whether it's mental health or self-awareness or self-worth, self-appreciation, or just female empowerment as well. Um, it's very important for me. I want my my art pieces to convey a message, convey, convey a story, and a very powerful one. Um, I like to make my art with intent, and I like to make my art not only with intent, but definition through me and and expression through my heart and my views and my feelings and my emotions. And hopefully other people can feel through my artwork when they look at it and when they take it all in. Um, There's people out there that aren't very artistic and that's okay, but I do believe every single one of us as individuals, we do have a creative side, whether we want to appreciate it or see it or not. Every agreed. single one of us has it, so it's whether or not they're it. <laughs> it. But um, that's really, you know, how I've navigated my own creative life and my own creative expression. Um, I think it's very, very um, important. I launched uh, an art series of five digital paintings last year in June, and it was part of a um, an art showcase in Barcelona in Dren. and with the the type of feedback I got from that was very inspirational for me. Um, they were all different um, murals and, and paintings uh, pertaining to mental health disorders. Each painting was a different mental health disorder, um, and I wanted to convey that and they were all uh, women. So I really wanted to again convey that message through my artwork. And again, the feedback was was incredible. Um, so many women reached out to me and said, you know this is what I want to see when I look at an artist or when I look at artwork. I want to feel something. I want to feel inspired. I want to feel motivated. I want to feel like myself and see myself through that painting. And so that was a huge moment for me, not only as a, as my art career, but as a person and as a human. <laughs> um, I, I never really thought my art would ever have that, that take, that takeaway. Um, but it certainly did. And I will continue to shine that light through my, through my artwork. and. Hopefully, other people will feel the same way that I
0: feel, in others feel. Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. And your yes, your artwork did really speak to me. It was um very empowering just to see like the rawness, uh, just like the you know the name of your your nonprofit is like seeing the uh, feeling, not even seeing but like feeling the rawness of the emotion that that person is experiencing, and. I know that's why you know you know you had people women being like wow I feel I feel seen I feel like heard this is like the feelings I want to feel or evoked out of me when I'm like looking at art because sometimes it's difficult I, I I me personally I've I've been to art studios and I've like wanted to understand the feeling of like what was being captured by the artist at the moment that that was happening and then you know, for you is like I, I could just feel that essence already. So definitely that soul connection that that person, you know, myself. And Thank you. I very uh, much appreciate that. Thank you. You're so welcome. And I love that. And I wanted to touch base on something uh that you said that within your artwork that you are promoting is also this this self-worth and that is something we live in such a society now where we're so detached from our like innate worth. And so there's a lot I've been seeing at least in my, in my space with like the spiritual spaces and the coaches that are, are helping people to really tap into their feeling and their value of worth because we've been, again, we've been taught to be so detached from ourselves in a way that we've, come so far away from our innate worth and it takes a lot of time for somebody to it we can tell somebody like you are worthy you are worthy like and you can tell yourself I'm worthy I'm worthy and yet there's still that disconnect there oftentimes and so like this sort of um, experience or this journey to unpack our worthiness and feeling like this worth again um, this is a very deep like kind of question but like how is that kind of um showing up for you in all the things that you've experienced since like from you know doing your your modeling to uh, the um nonprofit work and then your art work and then your speaking all the things
1: self-worth to me is being comfortable with yourself oftentimes, oftentimes it shows off yes. shows shows, shows up <laughs> and, and uh, uh sometimes it doesn't, doesn't. So So for me, me, I've learned learned to not take myself for granted and not take my life for granted. Um, You don't know if the next day will come. You don't know. Um, I think my biggest biggest thing that I've learned throughout all my journeys is just accepting yourself in the form that you are, but But always always strive strive to be the best version of yourself. And it sounds pretty cliche cliche. because everyone's Everyone's heard that that. (laughs) before many times, Um, but that's That's it's part of the process, uh, self invention and self reinvention are parts of being a human. They are parts of women and who we are and how we define ourselves. Um, so self-worth in a way for me as well. Um, it's, it's been interesting, you know, uh, from being the model street at 15 to being, a, um, you know, a uh, multifaceted entrepreneur in my like 20 my mid 20s I'm 25 now so it's been roughly about 10 years of navigating that that self-worth journey and it's been a very creative one but at the to- at the same time I've learned to embrace it the most generously and creatively as I can no one's self-worth journey is perfect and a lot of times on social media or even in our everyday lives, we tend to compare ourselves to other people's journeys and say, well, why they're doing you- that. Why can't I do that? Or they're, they're doing this on social media. Why can't I do that? And it's always that voice in your head of, of really saying, why aren't you doing more? Why aren't you doing more? Why aren't you doing yes. this? Why aren't you doing that?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: over the years, I've learned to kind of block that out. Um, block it out. And it's hard to do. Blocking. That little voice out, and I say little because it is a little voice, and you can overpower it <laughs> no matter how many times it raises your ears. Agreed, um, but
0: that's that's how it's been like for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. love that, love that. And each of our journeys is so unique and different. I love that. Yes, that's so true. So, um, that was kind of the, you know, the question I had about like self-love and like the, the worthiness, I kind of phrased it a little bit differently than I usually do. Cause I usually ask like, what is self-love to you? But I was like, let me phrase this a little bit differently this time. So I really love your response in that, um, for somebody, and this is kind of, we're getting kind of near the end of our, our discussion here, but this is something that I really love to ask is, is kind of reflect on if somebody was kind of going through a similar experience, like some of the things that you've gone through with the mental health or maybe like juggling a lot of different things at one time and and, um, having a little bit trouble giving themselves the love or like the self-care that they need, all the things. Um, What are some maybe two to three words of wisdom that you have for somebody that is, navigating something similar that you've gone through like anything that you on your heart right now that you want to share with with our audience that may be just going through something very similar that you've gone through
1: well um, I can say three three things beautiful number one be yourself be yourself there's no one in the world that can be you except for you be yourself own yourself embrace yourself um look forward to waiting for every morning you know, look forward to the next day that you have. Um, number two, stay grounded. You know, stay grounded. Um, you know, keep your roots close to you. Um, keep your, you know, your circle close to you. Those who support you, those who believe in you, those who want to see you the happiest person in the world. And lastly, don't ever stop because there are going to be times in life where you're going to want to stop. And you're gonna wanna say, oh, what am I doing? This is enough, is enough, I'm done. Uh, You can't be done. You are so much worthier than you think you are. And there's always gonna be that voice, no matter what. It could be any voice, you know, saying, you know, something that is gonna bring you down or something that's gonna make you uninspired. Don't listen to it, don't let it define you, and don't let it define your future or your passions. uh, Because your future and your passions, they do matter, and you matter.
0: Love that! Oof, those are beautiful. I love all that. And Nikki, you it's so much wisdom from from you. Like you're an old soul. <laughs> like I love yeah, it I that you have
1: that.
0: <laughs> that you have so much wisdom that you've cultivated in somebody that is still like got such a long life to live. You know, like it's so beautiful, and um, that you've learned so much. And not only that, you've learned so much. And that you're outwardly sharing like all the things that you're learning, and then also um, having those conversations with people, creating like you know artwork that is cutting edge and like maybe a little uncomfortable for some people. And I just love like you are literally a pioneer in the way that you are creating these discussions and experiences that a lot of people may be a little bit too scared to do. So I love your three words or three um, wisdom nuggets that you're sharing with us. It's like not, you know, don't stop, keep going, stay grounded, stay focused. and like you are uniquely you for a reason. And I love that. Yes. Well, Nikki, it's been such a pleasure to have you. I could talk to you for forever. I would love to still stay connected with you. You're an amazing woman. I can't wait to see what else you create as well. Um, make sure to check out Nikki. I will have all of her information in the show notes. So if you want to connect with her, see some of her work um, and all the things. So make sure to like follow her on Instagram. I believe it's uh, at Nikki Gull. Is that correct?
1: Yes, you see, Yes
0: nice you awesome and uh thank you so much for joining us today for another episode of self-embrace series thank you so much and we will see you in the next episode until next time hey love thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode if you adored what you heard it would mean the world to me if you took a moment to leave a review on the platform you're listening to this episode on By doing this, you are helping my mission to impact other women with their healing journeys. If you aren't already following me on social media, make sure to connect with me at Sarita Wellness to get your weekly dose of inspiration. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode, but in the meantime, keep being the amazing you that you are.